Hey everyone, before this podcast begins, we want to tell you about some other arts-related podcasts you're going to love. They are The Conduit Music Podcast, Artsville, Gringo and the Man, Art World Horror Stories, and Not Real Art. On these action-packed podcasts, you'll hear experts talk about creativity, design, the music biz, the art world, visual art, American craft, Chicano art, street art, graffiti, and even stand-up comedy. So be sure to find and follow these great arts podcasts today. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Warning, the Not Real Art Podcast is intended for creative audiences only. The Not Real Art Podcast celebrates creativity and creative culture worldwide. It contains material that is fresh, fun and inspiring and is not suitable for boring old art snobs. Now, let's get started and enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations, my creative brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Not Real Art Podcast, where we celebrate creative culture and talk to the world's most creative people. I am your faithful, loyal, trusty, tireless host, Sourdough, coming at you from our studio in Los Angeles, Crew West Studio. Well, man, we have a special episode for you today. We're going to be talking about the amazing country of Nepal and a very special art project that we were involved in there. But before I get into it, I want to, of course, encourage you to visit us at notrealart.com and check out all the good, healthy stuff we got for you. Please be sure to like and share this episode. It helps make the algorithm gods happy, and that helps us. So thanks for that. But man, am I excited to bring today's episode to you today. Because a few months ago, the U.S. Embassy in Nepal contacted my colleague and friend, artist Man One, to go to Nepal for a cultural exchange program to collaborate with Nepali visual artists on a unique public art project from November 26th to December 10th last year. The goal of this unique cultural exchange was to create two public art murals promoting diversity, inclusion, and equity in Nepal. The first mural was to be created in a town called Jinnapur, located in the southeastern part of Nepal near the border with India. The second mural was to be created in the capital city of Kathmandu, interestingly, just across the street from the parliament building. Nepal is an amazing country, historic, beautiful, colorful, mythical, tough, and rugged are just a few words that come to mind when I think of Nepal. Most importantly, the Nepali people are some of the warmest, kindest, generous, and strong people you'll ever meet. Here are four interesting facts about Nepal. Nepal is primarily a Hindu and Buddhist country. Nepal is home to 126 ethnic groups who speak 123 languages. 
Nepal has eight of the world's tallest mountains, including the tallest, Mount Everest. Nepal is where Siddhartha Gautama, the Lord Buddha, was born in 1623 BC. And the traditional art form of Nepal, called Matilia, is 2,500 years old. I'm sharing this story with you because Man One allowed me to travel with him as his assistant and documentarian. And while we were there, I shot hundreds of photographs, hours of video, and recorded two podcast episodes. And this episode here today is the first of those two special podcasts I recorded. In this episode, I talked to many people, both in Kathmandu and Jennifer, who were involved in this very special art project. What you are about to hear are several man-on-the-street interviews I conducted in public as Man One and the other artists were painting and life was buzzing all around. You're going to hear all kinds of funny and interesting sounds buzzing and beeping and whirling all around. But before we begin, I want to specifically thank two very special people who helped make all this happen. Namely, our curator, the one and only Kailash from the arts organization Artudio in Kathmandu. And Sarah Knight, our generous and amazing project coordinator working in the U.S. Embassy there in Nepal. Kailash and Sarah are amazing humans who are doing important work in Nepal. They made our experiences there one of the highlights of our career in the arts. So now, without further ado, let's get into this episode and let's hear from some of the most amazing people that we met during our stay in Nepal. So Sarah, we just met. For our audience, tell us who you are and what you do. Sure. Hi. So I'm Sarah Knight, and I work at the U.S. Embassy in Nepal. I'm a Foreign Service Officer. I work with the U.S. Department of State, and I've been here in Nepal working at the embassy for over a year. So were you assigned Nepal, or did you choose Nepal? Or a little bit of both? A little bit of both. (laughs) I wanted to come to Nepal, so I was really happy that... This is the place I was posted. So take us through a little bit of a typical day or your, your portfolio of work and what you do exactly here in Nepal. Sure. So I'm the cultural affairs officer, or really I'm the officer responsible for public engagement. So what that is, is instead of, you might think of diplomats as working government to government, which is a lot of what we do, but my job is working to make sure that people to people also connect, right? So it's about bringing regular American people and regular Nepali people together. So we do that through a variety of different programs. We have a lot of exchange programs, academic exchange programs that we run. We also have sports exchange programs where, for example, Nepalis who are really into soccer get to go to the United States for a few weeks and and play soccer. And then what we're doing these two weeks is is an artistic exchange program. So we brought Man One and yourself over to collaborate with visual artists, Nepali visual artists, on large mural installations. That's right. So we're here together in service of our love for art and our love for each other's countries. And, you know, Man One and I are so honored to be here working with you and the team and these amazing artists here in Nepal. But we're, we're actually not in Kathmandu today. Uh, tell us where we're at. 
Sure. So we're in Janakpur, which is in the south of Nepal, in the Trai area, or the lowlands area, I guess you could say. And the reason why this place was chosen, first of all, the, the U.S. Embassy, we're working, we're not working alone. I'm not an artist, so we're working with a Nepali arts collective called Artudio. And Janakpur was one of these places that was identified as important to work in because it's really a city of arts. They have their indigenous communities here produce famous art called Matila art, and it's a lot of traditional religious imagery, but also just commentary on what people down here are seeing in their day-to-day lives. And the really interesting thing about this art is it's usually a woman's art. So women in their homes, they'll paint these beautiful murals, beautiful colorful murals inside their home, and they've been doing it for generations. And slowly, they're starting to become recognized internationally for, for the work that they do and making it into businesses. So anyway, so it's this unique style of art that today we're here and Manwan is collaborating with a group of mostly women, but some men too, from the local community. And then we have three other artists from around Nepal who are also down here collaborating on the, on the projects. We're, right now, I'm, I'm looking at, we're painting a little water tank and it's only been about four hours of work, and it's it's really taking shape. It's quite something. I mean, you and I were sort of joking earlier about, oh my gosh, are we going to get this done today? But they're really stepping up here. The progress they've made in the last couple of hours is incredible. Yeah, I think just uh, once they got started, once they started having a, a concept, they're they're moving really fast. Well, you know, when you have a team, right, of, of, or when you have a bunch of artists who are really individuals coming together as a team, that kind of collaborative process, it might be new to them, right? So I feel like some of the, the it was like that reconciliation of like trying to figure out, well, what are we going to do together on this water tank, which is actually pretty big. I mean, this is, uh, I don't know how, we'll talk later about how big it is, but uh, it's a good, nice size structure. So to see everybody coming together, working together is just a beautiful thing. Right. And so, and that's actually the purpose behind why the U.S. Embassy wanted to do this project. is It's a, pro, it's a as I said, people-to-people exchange through the arts, but it's particularly on the topic of social inclusion and diversity. So the United States is a very large, diverse country. Nepal is actually a very diverse country as well. Not to interrupt, but I mean, it was like 126 ethnicities and 127 languages or something? 123 languages officially recognized, 125 ethnicities officially recognized. But who's counting? I mean, that is incredible. An amazingly diverse country. Right. Amazingly diverse, as, as is the United States. And, you know, the topic of diversity and inclusion has become a big topic in the United States. It's also a big topic here. So that's, yeah. again, one of those commonalities of why we thought this would be a successful social topic to talk about, because mm-hmm. both of our societies just have a lot to say about, about the issue. Yeah, I mean, the program this week, and we have next week yet to go, but I mean, th- this week's been amazing. We've had Man One speaking in workshops and classes at university students, both in Kathmandu and then here in Chunkapur. And I think the reception has been really amazing, hasn't it? I think so. Uh, yeah, he's done a really fantastic job at kind of contextualizing it. And today we were at a school here in, in Janakpur, and quite possibly he could have been the first American that a lot of those kids met. There were eighth, ninth, and tenth graders who are interested in art, and just to see him do do his thing and hear a little bit about him and his story, I think, was really inspiring to them. 
Yeah, I don't know that they've ever seen anybody paint a graffiti mural on their school wall. <laughs> I don't think they know, knew what spray paint was. So Wow, let's start with that. So <laughs> learning a whole new tool, an aerosol spray can they've probably never seen before. Right, right. So, you know, I know we're in the middle of this project, but would it be too presumptuous of me or impetuous of me to say that this this is a hugely successful endeavor? I think so, because, I mean, the thing about these types of programs, exchange programs, is there's not a lot of data that we can show to say, hey, look how successful this program was. But when you're here, when you're seeing people interact and change their minds about things and just kind of start important dialogues, you see the value happen. So, yes, I would say that no matter how the art turns out, I would say it's been a very successful program. Well, and that's kind of the power of art, right, to sort of bond over our common humanity. Sarah, so we're standing in the middle of a street here in a bit of a square. Tell all our viewers sort of what's around us and sort of exactly what you're seeing here in front of you. Sure. So we're kind of at the end of a marketplace right before a large pool of holy water and in front of a temple. And then there is a water tank infrastructure where the artists are, are working. And Janakpur is the city of orange. They use marigolds. Marigolds. I'm wearing one now. I'm wearing one now. Right now as kind of an auspicious color, an auspicious sign. So a lot of the buildings around here are just like this bright kind of traffic cone orange. And it really works for the city. <laughs> so. I think it's quite beautiful, actually. It's very, it's very vibrant. Sir, please tell me who you are and where we are. Yes, first of all, my name is Sachin Kumar Singh. We are in Ere International School, Janakpur Dham. Ere International School, Janakpur Dham, Nepal. So what brings us here today? I understand you are working with the U.S. Embassy. Regarding painting, USA Embassy and USA Popular, I, I forget his name, sorry. Man one. Man one and uh, man one giving our child to how to painting this type. This is new painting for us also and our student also. So man one who's a US artist has come to your school from America through the US Embassy to speak to your kids about art. Painting and art. Uh, yes, painting, painting. He's coming for painting. Yes. And, uh, how do you see the importance of your arrival, the engagement with the students here? Yes, of course. Uh, this is very good for us because, first of all, the, they know they know different type, type of painting skills, and mainly from USA, they know what a USA painting. This is very important to they know today. Our student learn that and see that, and he is a very famous artist also, and we are very. Thanks to your uh, U.S. Embassy and you, you all, because they know different art. We know uh, we we have a uh, yeah we have a basic art just like Mithila art, our uh, traditional art. But today they learn international level art also, so that we are very happy and we are proudful also. You are choosing to our, our school and you are choosing to our student. We are very thankful to you all. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here, sir. Namaste. Namaste. So, my friend, tell me who you are. Hello, everyone. Myself, Rajat Kaista, 
I am from Janakpur Dham and I am a journalist and as well as I am a Mithila artist also. I especially teach Mithila painting to the children, uh, basic art of Mithila painting to, uh, to every children, especially Dalit and Musha Samudai of our community uh, as a free course because art has, uh, there is no boundaries and uh, I just want to uh, that, uh, teach everyone know about the, what is Mithila painting. So tell us a little bit about the traditional art here in Nepal and in Jokapur. Okay. In Zonakpur, everybody we all know that it is a Mithla painting. It is started from the as a Trita Yug, which is called Trita Yug in a Ramayan from the King uh, Raja King dynasty. It is start from Gramin from the village uh, from the village of Zonakpur Dham. And especially uh, Mithla painting means it is a combination of the different color, combination of the seven color, which is represent the cultures, which is represent uh, the language, which is represent the daily life of the Mithla people, which is the people living are here in Janapur Dham. So it is original. In, in the past time, people use the original color. They make their color themselves by using charcoal, by using cow dung, by using uh, leaves uh, for the green color and red uh, from, the, from the nature which they, are, uh, which they are getting the color they are using. So nowadays also people are using these things, but there is already in market different colors, uh, organic and non-organic colors we are using for that. And especially in uh, Mithla painting, it is famous for Ram, Sita, Biva that Sita uh, birth, uh, Sita Janam, which is called a Sita birth. And there is a Swambar also in, in Mithla painting that the Raman Sita had done Swambar ceremony, that things. Mm. So you are an artist too? Yeah, I'm also an artist, yeah. Tell us about your art. Okay, I learned from this Mithla painting from my grandmother. In my community, in my family, uh, from generation to generation, we are doing this Mithla painting. Uh, especially in the, at the past, my grandmother do the Mithla painting in that clothes, like in sari, in hanky, and in Nepali kagas. After that, uh, they teach us Mithla painting. My grandmother also learned from, he, from her mother uh, from generation to gen generation we are learning this mithla painting and now i just uh, explain this mithla painting to all everyone that's wonderful so this art form is passed down from generation to generation yes this uh passed from the from one generation to the another generation yeah that's why we know this what is original mithla painting because we don't have any notebook or we don't have in google you you find there is lots of detail about the mithla painting and madhubani painting you know but i just want to clarify that mithla painting and madhubani painting they both are the same not the different they are just like a two brother big brother is small brother so india is a big brother and we are a small brother that's not a that's a simple thing but they both are the same in india there is a madhubani district the madhubani Many people are making the Mithla painting. That's why they uh, it's called a Madhubani painting. In Janakpur, Janakpurian, we are Janakpurian. We are making a Mithla painting. We are from the Mithla Chhetra. That's why it's called a Mithla painting. But the both are the same. There is no diversity or there is no difference. The same pattern, same that lining, same uh, method, same things, generation to one generation. But what is different uh, Mithla painting and other painting is that in Mithla painting, there is no any notebook. There is nothing else. There is, uh, they are just telling us uh, because as a child, 
livelihood we are learning this uh, method mithila painting what is mithila painting and how many colors are there what kind of pattern we are using this painting uh, who is ram who is sita lakshman bharat satruvagan mandavi uh, family there is a whole package of mithila painting in mithila painting there is a there is a five types of mithila paintings uh, there is tantric uh, types of mithila painting that which called mandala arts uh, in kathmandu there is godna also and there is a wall painting also we are we are using different colors in mud wall also that's it what kind of subject matter is used in the art form is it primarily religious uh, what is the subject matter it is mostly religious but people like religious mithila painting because it is a depend they are worshiping ram sita people take that painting also they are worshiping also it is a religious painting but nowadays we have to little modify we just keep its original in simple we don't have to toss that original because original is original uh, we, we all know that old is gold no that's why original is original we just have to now we are young artists we just uh, modifying the art because now in the present condition people are distracted from the art janapur people are also distracted from this art i don't know what's the reason they don't like mithila painting uh, i don't know uh, there is a less of uh, that uh, teaching method else so we young artists we just modifying the art uh, that's we call a modern mithila painting that manisha sa is doing here and uh, she is a good artist also and so we we the young artists we just need to modify now because it's a digital world digital came here now uh, it's a old century also we have to keep keep it uh, but uh, Uh, we just have to uh, that uh, little modify because every student every child will the like in the mithila painting there is a new thing we have added in alphabet there is a 20, uh, 26 alphabet a to z by using the 26 alphabet we can also create the mithila painting we can also taught them mithila painting every child from the nursery class to from the plus 2 yeah from the 10 we also trying to teach them mithila painting so now the it's a right time uh, to little modify this art Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much for giving me this type of golden opportunity to share my words and I hope you all guys will support us because we need so much support uh, to describe ourselves also right now because we are fighting here uh, what is mithila painting old uh, but uh, with your help uh, I think uh, our new generation will the learn all the schools teacher will also that support us for this little bit changes because it's time to change now because old is uh, gold I know that uh, but it's time to change this mithila painting also little bit patterns and little bit thought also because the old thoughts are so that is old one no so it's now time to change their thought also because the society where we are living we are equal other we are man or men or or our third genders we all are equal here so that's why thank you so much namaste namaste question for you man one why do you paint so many mountains <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a good one. I don't know. It must be in my neighborhood. Speaking of your neighborhood, where are you right now? This does not look like your neighborhood. Kind of glad it doesn't look like my neighborhood. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's madness. It's 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 chaotic as the time to move out of the pedestrian area on a, on a vehicle. Now it's just I, it's amazing the chaotic madness, harmony, poetry. and art that's going on right now. All mixed in one. We're about 20 minutes from the India border on the Nepal side yeah. of the border. 
And you have been here for two days now working with local artists for the Street Art Project 2022, which they brought you over for the U.S. Embassy. Yeah brought you over for here how are you feeling about this project you've been here a week now yeah it's pretty amazing i never i never thought i'd be in this part of the world i never actually thought that was a reason for me to come out here now that i'm here i'm so glad so glad i did it because the experience of just getting to know this really like ancient culture and traditional art and mixing it in with what's happening now and the you know, these women, like, it's amazing. These women are the art leaders in this community, you know? But yet there's a lot of cultural issues with women in this culture. So it's just fascinating to me that they're able to express themselves and do what they do, you know? And I would have never had this experience unless I was out here. Well, it seems like in the workshops that you've had thus far, the ones I've been in, there's this interesting dialogue about kind of honoring the kind of traditional styles of art but how do you honor them and and while also push forward into a more contemporary kind of style or aesthetic and there's that really interesting tension between some of these artists that are all about trying to contemporize the art form or or do different things and then there seems like there are other artists that maybe are a little more conservative yeah and you know all of that got shattered today as we started painting (laughs) and you see these women in their traditional outfits holding a spray can going to town on the wall. Didn't ask for any assistance or guidelines or tips or anything. They just went to town. So it's amazing to see that even though there was this tension yesterday when we had the workshop and whatever, today it's like everyone's just, okay, it's just another tool. Let's use it. Maybe next year it'll be an official part of their Mithya art here. (laughs) So talk a little bit about that process, the collaborative kind of creative process, because there was a little bit of tension. Uh, There's that reconciliation of different kinds of views or ideas or concepts. But you sort of shepherd them through this process to come to this time where they're working together to realize a common vision. But take us through the process. How did you bring these people together? Oh, I didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, how, how did you help them reconcile I, their differences more specifically? I think what happened is I showed them what I do, and it's so foreign to them. And they just couldn't believe it, some of them, like that I make a living doing this, that how do I have my art on a T-shirt and on a backpack? That's impossible. Like, did you paint it on there? No, I didn't paint it. Then how'd you get it on there? So there's almost like a mysticism, if you will, about like how contemporary art happens well, we have this whole mysticism about how their art happens, you know? And so I think I had to show them just what I do and just what's, what we do in the other part of the world for them to open up and just have to want to break down that barrier and in the process create something new, you know? And that's what they're doing right now. They're just creating something new. Well, so, you know, we're talking right now in the street market area adjacent to a holy body of water. And we're watching these amazing women. Uh, and oh, by the way, here comes a sacred cow. Yeah. Literally a sacred cow walking at us right now, people. Uh, <laughs> and I love that. Gotta love that. You know, they say happy cows come from California. I say the happiest cows come from India. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> wow. So we're watching these amazing female artists paint here, and it's a, it's a, it's a gift. It's, it's a miracle. It's like magic. But today, this morning before we got here, you actually went to a, a school and spoke to kids. Yeah. Uh, and I saw their faces light up because they were seeing magic for the first time. What was that like for you talking to those school kids? 
Uh, the kids are always awesome because whatever the tradition is in, in that country or in their community, when they're that age, when they're young, they're open, you know, they, they want to see things that are different. They want to be excited. And that's what happened this morning is just like my presence there was just so foreign to them, but yet they were so happy to receive it. That's why kids are the future, you know, because they just absorb whatever's happening and take it in and take it in stride and just like get inspired by it. I mean, there was obviously a lot of inspiration going on. Just a quick little throw up piece I did with spray can, you know, boggled their minds and hopefully something like that will stay in their head for the rest of their life and maybe push them towards something creative. Who knows, you know? Well, and you gifted them with a Man One, original Man One uh, mural there, didn't you? <laughs> if you want to call it that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, right. It wasn't a, a, it a wasn't conventional a Man One piece, but it was a, a lovely piece because you yeah. sent a message of love, the universal message of love at the school there. And <clears throat> I think everybody really appreciated that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's cool to, to come to a, a country and then leave something behind that's positive and maybe we'll be there for a while. But really, it's it's... I'm the one who feels privileged and honored to have been part of this, you know, so, yeah. Right on. Well, more to come because we're just in week one of a two-week tour here. Yep. Here we go. Here we go. So for our listeners, tell us who you are, my friend. I'm Saugat. So I'm currently uh, assistant manager of this project, Straight Art Project 2022. So are you an employee then of Artudio? Yeah. Right now I'm employee at Artudio. So, but most of the time I do a freelance different project. So tell us about Artudio. So Artudio is a contemporary center for, of visual artists in Kathmandu and like different places all around. So this particular project that you're working on that brought us here together today, which is the 2022 street art project. Yeah. What's it been like planning this project? Oh, for, uh, planning this project. Actually, there's a lot of hectic things happening before the project, right? To get the walls get the legal documents signed by the different uh, government authorities and stuff like that, that has been a lot of challenging, right? So, yeah, basically that has been a lot of challenging and finding and, uh, you know, like articulating the artists, like which artists to work with, to, you know, like shortlist the artists. That has been really something to work on. So, yeah, so your <laughs> the challenges around getting permission to do the wall is very classic because we have that challenge in America, too. too. too yeah. But uh, the challenges of finding the artists right. to participate, that's always, you know, very difficult as well. How did you and the team at Artudio go about selecting the artists to participate in this program? So basically, like every place, I don't know what's in America, right? So in Nepal, we have a small community and like everyone is connected. So like we generally pass out the information to everyone, like put the posters or flyers in the galleries, like where exhibitions are happening, like in the cafes or restaurants. So let the every artist and the, those kind of community let know that this project is happening, right? So that was one of the idea. But to shortlist the artists, that has been really difficult because we want to get the diversity, like, you know, like the project itself calls out on a theme of social inclusion and equity, right? So we wanted very diversified artists bringing out different subjects. So like really, so when you ask them to prepare a concept in a limited amount of time, it's very difficult for them, right? So maybe so it's art is always, the idea is you don't know when it's going to come, right? You can't just bang your head in the wall and get the idea, right? So I don't know where that's not how it works. We yeah. wish it did, but it doesn't work that way. <laughs> so it doesn't come like that, right? So I don't know. It's I think it's it's more difficult from the artist's perspective to get idea in the limited amount of time, you know, and then give it to a 
jury members where they can select or do kind of things. It's, I think it, that's more difficult for artists than a management, mm. right? Mm. Because I think management work in an art is just to make the artist work easy, right? Yes. To make the artist like feel comfortable, do their work in an easier, better way. So I think the first thing is when the concepts come to us, when we shortlist the artists, then the management works, right? Yes. That's how. Yes. So our listeners, of course, are hearing the sirens and the cars going by. <laughs> where exactly are we with this project? Tell our listeners where we are. So we're exactly right beside the Parliament of Nepal, right? The Parliament of Nepal. Parliament of Nepal. This is a very high sensitive area, right? So when we were starting the project yesterday, the local cops were telling us that they can't allow the crowd to gather. So this, the place from here to right, uh, 200 or 300 meters up straight, it is the most sensitive area of Nepal, right? So this is where all the, you know, like politicians gather, they walk, they do things. And, you know, the first, the beautiful thing is when we are asking for the walls, right? So wall, they told us that even the artists are going to work on the same, like social inclusion and equity, like they wanted a concrete concept like what are you exactly going to paint on the wall right now yes. like even on that theme they come they maybe come a topic of religion the topic of you know like a lot of things like politics and everything yes, yes, so they, yes. were, they were really scared you know yeah we are at the one of the most sensitive area of the nation which is exactly why we wanted the wall too yeah, right exactly exactly we wanted the politicians, when they pass through their cars, you know, we wanted them to look these walls every time. Let them also have an idea that what are artists thinking, you know, like yes. how artists think on this subject. What is the one word that summarizes the message of this mural? One word. You want to put it all the murals in one word? <laughs> well, one of the words that our friend Man One, the artist, is painting. What, what word is Man One painting? Man One is painting the word unity. Unity. And what a beautiful message. Exactly. to be uh, communicating across the street from the Nepali uh, parliament. Parliament, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, true, true. And there's a lot of police officers around here too. I mean, the security is, 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 high, is, high, is very high. Extremely high. You know, because this is the most transitioning phase of, in Nepal in terms of political, right? Mm. In terms of politics. Like a lot of young politicians coming with different ideas and a lot of young politis, politicians actually accept the power of art, right? So the so-called leaders are actually terrified with all this kind of new artists, art community, like activists, you know, like activism practitioners coming in the streets, you know, protesting. Like there are a lot of like massive young crowds, you know, like they will support this kind of movement, like artistic movement. So yeah, politicians or the whatever it is, they are a little terrified with this kind of things. Well, in Nepali, uh, Nepal is a, is a fairly it seems to me, and I've been told, is a pretty tolerant country, yes? Yeah, it's it's tolerant, but I think everything has its limitation, right? Yes, very, <laughs> yeah. very true. Yeah, you can't stretch a rubber after its limitation, right? Yes, yes. Somewhere, some down, it's going to break. So I think, in terms of, I think that quote is taller, it has got popular in a religious way, right? In a, in, in, in a harmonic way where everything was nice and good before 100 years or 200 years but we are not in that phase right so everything is happening all around the world and due to or I, I think it is due to the information that we get you know like we have so much information happening in the world like you know so we, we also wanted to get there right yes. so we want a massive development in every sector every those kind of things mm -hmm. like creates a lot of problem right now 
your mayor and your, I don't know if your current mayor, but then your previous mayor, they're quite young and the, many of the politicians, I, like one of them is was a rapper recently, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, our current mayor is a rapper. So he's a rapper and an engineer, right? Right. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's extremely beautiful to see, you know, like those kind of artists going into the policy things yes, and yes, doing things yes. for us. But still, you know, he is someone who fought the election independently, right? Mm -hmm. So he's not, he doesn't come from any political party. So still, we see this, this, you know, even when we wanted to get this world right, well, we thought yes. like we could go up to the mayor, right? Because he comes for the hip hop and everything. He knows what graffiti is. Mm -hmm. He knows a little bit idea of what it is, right? Yeah. But we could not get him, right? Right. 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 Because he came from an independent source, you know. He didn't came from a political party. Right. So I think there's a lot of pressure on him yeah. right now from the political party. You know, like if this kind of things get famous, you know, if 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 the if the whatever it is, mural, graffiti, and other art forms get famous and artists start to talk and advocate their ideas on this kind of topics, I think it's going to be very difficult for those kind of people. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're an artist yourself. Yeah. And you're, we, we were discussing this yesterday. You're, you're, one of, you're a man of many talents. You're a poet, for starters. For the listeners who want to experience your art, is there a website or an Instagram uh, account that they can visit? Yeah, of course. So we're building our website right now. So. Of course. Every <laughs> <laughs> Always building. All of that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So we're building our website right now because the project that I just built in has been completed, uh, the structure and everything, just three or four months ago, right? So uh, just after the completion of my project, I got the opportunity to work with U.S. Embassy and R2DO, right? Mm -hmm. So I think, like, I just wanted to hop in there and get the experience of this project also. So we're building our website just right after this project, but we're there on Instagram. So it's called Project Nade. It's, Spell that, please. It's Project, like P-R-O-J. Project. Yeah, Project and N-A-A-D-H-E. Okay. okay. It's Nade. So Nade means sound, right? So it's my idea that everything in the universe, whatever it is, basically comes in the form of sound, right? I think that's yes, how I look yes, at things yes, yes. and that's how I write, that's how I compose music, that's mm -hmm. how I uh, direct theatrical plays. Mm -hmm. you know? so essentially, I like to venture to the space where the sound comes. Yeah. Uh, so now there is an, a Sanskrit word, it's a an, it's an very old word which means sound. And if you, if you go to the little historic part of Sanskrit, there is a specific yoga. The kind of meditation and everything which is called Brahmanad. So it's called Nad Yoga. Mm -hmm. So Nad Yoga is basically now when you now we see a lot of like sound healers and everything, right? Mm -hmm. So now people use sound as a healing process. Yes. So Nade means uh, sound and in yogic term it is called Brahmanad. Mm -hmm. It's like a Nad meditation and stuff like that. I love that. That's uh, that's you beautiful. Should, you should check it too. I will. I will. Because because there's a, there's a lot of uh, difference how Buddhism and like the Hindu religion has arrived, right? Hindu religion is quite older than Buddhist, right? Yes. So a lot of things has been evolved, 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 and so I think sound is one universal thing that if we study very deeply and sensitively, we can see the that phase, you know, mm. like how mm. different. Mm. In in the beginning was sound. In the beginning was rhythm. Yeah. I think so. Right, right, yeah. right. I mean, what, what, what came before sound? I wonder. Ah, uh, see, no, you know, like science tells us. You know, I was watching this so interesting documentary there, like a couple of months back, and it tells like first so there's a cosmos. So one big blast of energy happened, right? Yeah. Happened, right? So then everything got into form and got into like these all these things, and when from nothingness, when that 
blast happened, the first thing that happened was sound, right? Mm. So from nothingness, when things collide with each mm. other, the mm-hmm. first thing happens is sound, right? Mm-hmm. So to get anything into a certain physical state, there should be a collision, right, of anything. I'm thinking about energy. Yeah. And is it possible for energy to be soundless? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because sound is like a reverberation, right? So I think I think everything is sound in many ways. Mm. Like there's like ultrasonic sound, there's gamma, there's a lot of things. No. Mm. So there's difference between how you understand sound, right? The sirens are the very superficial amount of sound, right? Mm. So there are deeper ways of looking at sound, understanding sound and listening to sounds, right? So dolphin, if you see how dolphin resonates with sound, it's so sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. It can, his body, his geometry, his all physical things are developed in such a way that he can resonate with sound in miles, miles, miles away, right? Which yes. humans are, humans can't do, right? Yes, yes. So I think every creature are sensitive with sound mm. in, the, in the physical way, right? Mm. And mm. I think the one reason why dolphins and whales are very sensitive to sound is because of the way they have to, they're existentially, so whatever. Yeah. Well, the water, the water, how sound waves travel in water must be completely 360. So if you're a, if you're a dolphin or a whale living in that environment, I'm guessing, you know, over millions of years, right, you're going to become hypersensitive to those sound waves. Yeah. The reason why, why I'm giving example of talking about dolphins is, you know, Charles Darwin told that we all evolved for fish, right? So we are forced in the amphibians. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. So, so if human beings are evolved from those kind of creatures into this state, right? So uh, this is like a simple Darwin theory, like. Yes, yeah. So the reason why whale and dolphins are extremely sensitive to sound is, if we can perceive sound in a very subtle way, that our ability to perceive things, our you know, like all the whatever the consciousness and everything that we talk about mm-hmm. can be heightened, you know. Yes, because yes. to sit here and listen to what's happening in a miles away, it takes a different amount of you know, like yep. practice and yep. everything. So I think sound is like the very discipline and strict practice, medium of practice that mm-hmm. can help us to like, you know, like practice or get to a different level of consciousness and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's a beautiful place to end this. Thank you for coming through and chatting with me. Thank you. Thank you for asking me to talk. <laughs> Anytime. Man one, how's, how are the mountains coming? Lovely. You're famous for your mountains, apparently. You can't see them in the in the smog here. <laughs> We're here in Kathmandu, Nepal. The smog is real, but the but so is the love. People are loving your mural, man. Good. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to expect, but yeah, it's it's fun. So you're you're painting a word that isn't even in your own language. I mean, right. where do you get off? Just trusting these guys that they're not messing with me. <laughs> what word today are you painting? The word for unity, which is, what's the word again for unity? Ekata. Ekata. Okay, there we go. Ekata. Ekata. Which means unity. Unity. Well, it's a positive message given our location across from the Nepali parliament. Yeah. They're looking out the windows right now, saying, what the fuck? (laughs) We got an American graffiti artist here in Kathmandu painting up our walls. What is this world coming to? I don't know, but hopefully we do more of it. (laughs) Well, I got to tell you, dude, what you're painting is fire. Thank you. (laughs) That's it, I guess. (laughs) After 50,000 hours and 30 years, it better be fire, right? Yeah, I better better finish, too. (laughs) Well, knowing you, you'll milk the whole thing for a very dramatic finish. There you go. Yeah. Put the the sparkles at the end. (laughs) That's right. That's right.
Thanks for listening to the Not Real Art Podcast. Please make sure to like this episode, write a review, and share with your friends on social. Also, remember to subscribe so you get all of our new episodes. Not Real Art is produced by Crew West Studios in Los Angeles. Our theme music was created by Ricky Peugeot and Desi DeLauro from the band Parlor Social. Not Real Art is created by We Edit Podcasts and hosted by Captivate. Thanks again for listening to Not Real Art. We'll be back soon with another inspiring episode celebrating creative culture and the artists who make it.